I was expecting Kenobi. Why are you here? Hello, welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast. I'm Roger. He's also Roger. <laughs> and that's Declan. Um, <laughs> and uh, this is the show where we write a song in a week. Um, this is episode 106. And yeah, how are you doing, Declan? I, I'm doing fine. I'm having a really good day, actually. I've got to listen to a Queen album for the first time in about a month, so I'm very happy. Is this Queen 1? Uh, no, actually, Night of the Opera. Went straight for the oh, good stuff. Classic. I mean, call me a mainstream Queen fan, but that is my favourite album, Night of the Opera. It, it, it's one of my favourites. I think if you put a gun to my head, it would be Sheer Heart Attack, but Night of the Opera is good as well. I have been checking out Sheer Heart Attack again recently. It's, that's kind of... I mean, they've both got a lot of like variety on them, but um, Sheer Heart oh. Attack is kind of like more concise and a bit more rocky. I kind of like Side 2 just for the variety that's on there and the fact that it flows so, so well. It's just oh, continually blows my mind. I love those albums you can go back to and they always blow your mind. Anyway, so this is actually a songwriting podcast. And um, as Roger may have mentioned, I can't remember, uh, we each write a song every week. We present it, we discuss it, we take it apart, and then we apologise for how brilliant they are. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, going, I'm doing the weird humble brag thing this week, trying out this, this ethos, seeing if it fits. Does it fit? I don't know. Uh, anyway. It's got uh, something it's not... to it. There's something there. <laughs> There's something there. It needs a bit of work. It needs a bit of development. Maybe I can come in next week and just be so confident, all guns blazing, just like, a, yeah, our songs are awesome. I may have clipped the mic a little bit there, but that's okay. Um, Roger, I believe it's your song first. We're such a professional production. I believe it's your song first. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I've got a song this week. It's a waltz, um, and it's called I Think I'm Alone. Awesome. And it goes, it goes a bit like this. If you come to me for a moment I'll be happy to call you my friend But I'll keep an eye on the passing of time Cause I know that it's going to end If you thrust me into the spotlight I'll be standing and waiting till dawn There's no use in reading the rest of the lines I'll repeat them when everyone's gone I'll repeat them when everyone's gone I think I'm alone Lock all the doors and I unplug the phone Heaven forgive These walls that I've built up around my home you can make me bend for a moment But I'll snap right back into place I'll abandon the games and extinguish the flames Cause I haven't the heart for the chase I present myself on a platter For one or two people to see But as they come near I recoil in fear there's some place that I'd rather be Oh yes, there's some place that I'd rather be Some place I'm alone Lock all the doors and I unplug the phone Well, heaven forgive These 
I built up around my throne. Those walls that I built up around my throne. Okay, so that was Roger's song this week. I think I'm alone. That is really beautiful. It's like this really nice, sweet and sincere thing. Uh, And it's got such... I was saying uh, while we were listening to it, it's got such great words in it. Um, It's very Simon and Garfunkel-esque, I find. You could almost just imagine like a second voice, like really like just making this like one of the early Simon and Garfunkel songs. Uh, Where did this one come from? Well, first, thanks. That's really nice of you to say. Um, I'm glad you liked it. Um, where did it come from? So um, this was one where it was the lyrics and the and the music written together. Um, so Because you now of... have to distinctly say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which category does it fall into? And um, It must be A or B. <laughs> there can be no C. I just kind of picked up the guitar and started playing around with things and... Um, you know, the first few ideas I don't even have um, a phone recording of just because they were, you know, you just kind of go to, like, trying to find shapes on the fretboard. Whatever it is, you know. And then eventually I landed on this D major. And um, I just started playing around with that and just seeing what I could do with the D major chord, you know, um, you know, taking off bits, whatever. And then I thought, you know what I haven't done in a while is written a song in 3-4. And so I thought that... That is bound to spark some some different ideas than if I was writing in three four, you know. Yeah, the three four feel for this one is really quite. It gives it like a really rolling kind of quality. One thing that kind of springs to mind, uh, like listening to this, like it, obviously it's called "I'm Alone." Uh, it's you mentioned inside, it's like oh, uh, I present myself for people, but I recoil in fear, and like uh, I'll just watch the time go by because I know it will end and everything. Like, forgive me for the walls I built around my. Is is this kind of like? Uh... <laughs> deep personal stuff <laughs> like what what kind of inspired like the words for this thing because there's some beautiful words in here well um yeah i mean i guess it is kind of personal and that sort of thing but um divulge the details but yeah, i don't mind talking about any of that kind of stuff i don't want to kind of milk it and be too navel gazing or anything but you know i've done i've definitely done my fair share of therapy over the past few years um, in various different forms. And so, you know, a lot of stuff gets brought up and not necessarily even always resolutions to problems, but just kind of you go, oh, my God, I've always been like that. And one of, one of the things I've realised through just just through, you know, different talking to different people and all that sort of thing is that I generally push people away um, and I find it difficult to commit to relationships or even friendships and um, and I'm kind of naturally an introvert. So... Um, so, you know, spending a lot of time by myself is something I do. And uh, and I just kind of realize that's kind of how I am. And in a way, that's a good thing. But also how how limiting that can be to me as a person. The fact that I'm actually not pursuing a lot of friendships and relationships which could bring me and other people joy. It's kind of just like a song about that, really. Hmm. Or like it's... almost like the negative side of it, you know? It's kind of... Uh, it's a feeling I'm sort of familiar with. I mean, we're both introverts. So I think there's no hiding that. Um, I I think it's something that a lot of people can relate to as well. But it's also the sort of thing of uh, just making sure to respect 
your boundaries in terms of like how much time you can set aside for others versus how much time you need for yourself uh particularly if you're in the habit of spending time on your own and everything it's 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 this kind of weird mindset you get into isn't it oh yeah definitely um yeah you don't kind of want to be too far one way or the other you don't want to exhaust yourself by being more social than you would naturally want to be and you also don't want to kind of (laughs) not reply to texts for weeks on end and that sort of stuff you know Yes, because I've I've never done that. I've I've never replied to texts like weeks and months later. <clears throat> um, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're good with replying to texts. Usually, you're like you're right on the ball. Yeah, but I enjoy talking to you, so it's different. Oh, well, you too. You too. Like that's the thing. You know, it's um, getting sweet and mushy. I need to be horrible to you again. <laughs> oh my god, this is this is the change. This is the change. Um. But yeah, so it's basically about that. Um, and like I say, kind of the negative side of that, like um, the chorus. The chorus is kind of musically darker than the verses, and the chorus kind of goes into, um, you know, I think I'm alone. Um, you know, lock all the doors, switch off my phone, all that kind of thing, <clears throat> um, which is kind of almost celebrating it in this kind of like giving into the into the isolation sort of thing. Whereas mm. the verses are kind of a lot more, you know, musically and lyrically upbeat, in that they look at um yeah they look at the situation in more kind of like i suppose like a poetic way or like using different metaphors and that sort of thing i kind of like one thing you do in the choruses of this one lyrically uh you end the first it's like similar lyrics both time but you end up on the first one you end on uh forgive me for the walls a bit around my home and then the second one like forgive me for the walls a bit around my throne <laughs> which kind of like uh, implies that you found power in your sort of solitary space. Um, oh, well... You... So, like, even amongst the darkness, there's this kind of, like, progression in there, which I kind of think is interesting. Well, I, that's that's cool to hear, but it's kind of an accident. And the fact that you go, like, oh, it implies this at the end, um, I'll take it, but that was not intended. <laughs> um, so initially, the, the lyric for uh, both choruses, both chorus one and two, were um, the walls I put up around my throne. And I was just going to sing that for every time. But then when I went to demo it, as so often happens, I was talking about this a bit last week as well, like I'll sit down to, like with the lyrics in front of me, microphone on, pressing record, playing the guitar, and I'll get to a certain lyric, you know, I put up around my throne. And I just ended up singing home. And uh, and I thought, anytime you got a little bit of like, of an alternate chorus... I always like that when when songwriters do that when they go, chorus one is slightly different from chorus two, giving it that slightly different meaning. It's always fun. It, it's just fun to try and catch people out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, watching them sing along, you go and see the killers, and they sing a slightly different chorus or something. <laughs> um, you mentioned uh, when we were listening to this. Um, that you think it's a very simple song. I think it's very dis- well disguised simplicity of like the runs and everything that you're doing in there, and particularly the vocal as well. Uh, like how how simple is the construction? Like let us peek behind this curtain. Okay, well, um, I'm going full radio presenter today. I'm yeah, you really it. are. So, Roger, tell us about that. <laughs> um, so but- I hear this is your latest song. Tell us all about <laughs> it. I'm so sorry to all the Americans out there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Declan, those poor Americans. <laughs> they didn't deserve it. What have they ever done to anyone? Apart from, you know, let's not talk about the other stuff. But no, <laughs> joking around. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, so it definitely, it's at least started out pretty simply. So, I mean, just that classic, like, umpa pa thing on the, 
on the guitar, you know, um, on the root chord. So the song, well, okay, first of all, I'll say the song, it was written in D major, and I'm going to talk about it in D major, but I had to demo it a semitone down. So on the demo, you're hearing D flat, um, just to make that clear. Okay, so, so the song starts out on a D major, and you kind of got that... You know, classic, like, you know, it, most waltzes have something like that in them. Mm. Um, bass chord, chord, bass chord, chord. Um, and so the verses kind of start off pretty normally. You know, you kind of go from uh, D to G to D to B minor. So, so you're going one, um, four, one, six. So, like diatonic, you know, it's using the notes of the scale, nothing particularly unusual or surprising is happening yet. So you can't have this like that kind of thing, you know. And then where it kind of gets a little bit unusual, still diatonic, but like a bit more sort of you change up the rhythm. You gone is that oompa pa thing, and then you have this thing where it starts on an E minor chord. And then it ends up going all the way back up to a D. And then it's like, how do you get there? And each lyric, each like syllable of the lyrics is paired with a note or an implied chord. So you, you start just like, you start on E and you just walk your way up the D major scale from E. So you go. And then you end up on a G, which is the four. Uh, then A, which is the five. And then resolve to the D. Um, but I was kind of pleased with that when I came up with um, I'll keep an eye on the passing of time I'll keep an eye on the passing of time just because it has that different feel than the rest of the verse so that's kind of you know you kind of get to that point where you're writing where you half of you is like shall I just ditch this and that sort of thing and then you come mm. up with one little part and you go ooh that might be something you know <clears throat> Yeah. suddenly this song has a worth continue <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then I think the part that kind of makes it a little bit more surprising than if it was just a regular D major 3-4 um, uh, song is when it goes to the chorus. Um, so it kind of, you've got that thing in the verse where it climbs up. But then in the uh, going to the chorus, it kind of does the opposite thing, but starting from a different note. It runs down from the note D, which is the root, all the way down to an E minor chord for the chorus. The chorus starts on E minor, and so you go. And uh, so it's kind of a callback to that rising melody, but in reverse. And then when you get to that chorus, I'll just play the chorus real quick. I mean, Declan, you might not be able to hear this too well over the phone, but hopefully it'll just kind of give some idea. I think I'm alone. Lock all the doors and I pick up the phone. Heaven forbid. Um, so you you start on an E minor, which in the D major scale is the two. So D, E, F sharp, G, and so on. So D, E minor. So you're using a diatonic chord for the D major scale, but the very next chord that follows is um, a B7, which is non-diatonic to the D major scale. Um, it's the major six. It's the major six, so you're still kind of, you know, in the realm of D major. And I was like, okay, that's cool, a bit of a different chord. And then I was like, how do I get back to the verse? How do I get back to playing in D major again, you know? And it wasn't as easy as I thought, so... Because it turns out that by kind of playing 
E minor and B7 for the chorus and singing over them with the notes I was singing, you kind of end up playing in E minor. Um, so it's like, how do you get back to the to the thing? So um, there were a couple cool little chord things here where I go E minor and then I play sort of E minor, but with, this is on guitar, by the way, so I'm not thinking in like theoretical terms particularly, but moving the B down to a B flat. So you end up with this kind of E diminished thing. But it's got a B in it as well, so it's like you got like this clash. You go like that. So that had like a real darkness to it. So hence why the lyrics took that darker turn. And uh, uh, yeah, so the way you get back to that D is instead of kind of going over and over E minor, B seven, you go uh, when you go to where are we? Heaven forgive uh, the walls I built around my home. You go. So immediately you've got this happy turn, and all that is is E minor, A major, and then D major, which is the root. And so then you're back to the verse again. So the chorus is, I think, theoretically in a different key for at least a few of the bars in there. And then you kind of like weasel your way back out again. It's kind of one of those things that's so subtle you wouldn't really notice it unless it was pointed out to you. It's kind of good yeah. in modulation. It doesn't have to be like a big... Uh, show off like a we're stepping up a semitone now (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think you can always tell like somebody's modulation in a song whether it's on purpose or not well not always but usually depending on how bold it is like for me this key change wasn't me thinking oh i know how to be clever and write in a different key it was just like oh shit i'm in a different key how do i get out (laughs) yeah help i wasn't prepared for this uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so i mean really it's I, I say quite a simple song because it's got that umpa pafia, which is such a traditional thing to do. Um, and then it's only got two sections. It's got the verse and the chorus. Um, oh, it's A-B-A-B. A-B-A-B, baby. Um, yeah. So so that's kind of it musically. Um, there's a few, I can't quite remember what they are, but there's a few little chord changes at the end, which do bring you back to D, but kind of incorporate some of the E minor chords. Um, uh, non-diatonic though they are. Um I know that's a little vague, but I can't quite remember exactly what I did at the end because it was improvised. But, ah, yeah. Fair play. I really like this one. Like I said at the start, I think it's really sweet and very sincere. And, like, uh, I could see this going one of two ways. I can either see this being, like, ultra Simon and Garfunkel. So, like, I don't know, maybe you and Joe doing, like, a duet harmony on this or something. Oh, that could Although be really that- cool. Although, would that clash with the lyrics? Uh, but then you could also have this thing, like in the choruses, you could build up like these close mic'd, sort of not scratchy, but trebly sort of present strings, like slowly building in intensity as the darker bits like uh, grow and then fading them back down when you get to the verses. That could be kind of cool, actually. It's funny you say that, actually, because um, I. I demoed the song and then this never happens because um, I'm always very self-critical of my demos. But I bounced out the demo, I sent it to you and I was like, hey, here's the song for this week. And then I gave it another listen. I was like, because I'm always very self-conscious of my vocals. So I listened back to the vocals and I went, oh my God, they're actually they're actually not bad. They're, I think it's actually quite a good performance I captured, which is insane because it was only two takes. I thought, this is just going to be like a demo, you know? And then I thought, you know what would be good is to keep the guitar and vocal just center because it's all just recorded with one mic. Just keep it center, super dry. There's no reverb on it at all. 
Um, and then I messaged um, Miguel Vargas, who did some strings for an album I made called uh, Next Week in Munster um, a couple of years back. And uh, I just said to him, hey, I've written the song. I can give you the chords if you want. Um, would you be up for doing a commission and recording um, an arrangement for it? With I think last time he did like strings, glockenspiel and... Uh, something else what was it else but anyway sort of like orchestral instruments i just thought it'd be cool to have like right in the center you've got the guitar and vocal like a mono track completely dry then all around it you have these things which come in and come out and just swell um you know strings and stuff it's it's really cool that this is already sort of kind of uh because i know you recorded this today on the day of recording that it's already beginning to take shape in terms of a recording view that is really fun to hear it's really exciting i i just i think that's so much fun like to go I wrote this song like the other day. I like it. I've recorded it. Now let's do something with it. Because um, otherwise I find that things can just be like, oh, I like it, but it'll sit on the back burner for seven months. And then I'll kind of hear it again. I'll go, oh, right, yeah. Whereas it's a if dangerous you do it on the... place for songs to be is the back burner. Yeah, they yeah they, they get singed back there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks for saying you like it. And um, I'm glad you do. Um, I'm... I'm looking forward to hearing what it sounds like with strings because Miguel's a really good arranger so that's going to be fun to hear well the stuff on next week in Minster was absolutely amazing so yeah that's going to be a good one like do do send me that when that comes through oh absolutely yeah I'll send it right over um, and then I'll put loads of distorted electric guitars on it and ruin it <laughs> <laughs> yeah some fuzz all, all over it um <laughs> But no, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think that's about all I can think to say for this song. Should we take a listen to yours? Uh, I suppose we must. <laughs> the format dictates. So this is my song this week. Uh, it is called Jacob, and it goes like this. <laughs> That I have something to say I know I don't usually do this But it's not often I'm made to feel this way As you step into the spotlight You effortlessly steal the parade And in your gentle manner Poking holes in every facet of my charade If I don't leave here I'll never I know I have flaws But they were so easy for me to ignore I cannot help but see the signs If you stay there I know it's not easy I know it's not fair But every second I stop and I stare I'll never keep hold of my mind If you're still there This cannot be good for my health With every Jacob I need It's a jealousy I mustn't keep All this anger is out as 
was so easy for me to ignore I cannot help but see the signs If you stay there I know it's not easy I know it's not fair My glass blown ego is ill prepared I'll never keep hold of my mind If you're still there That was Jacob's <laughs> new weekly song. That was Jacob's new weekly song, Declan. <laughs> turns, <laughs> out, turns out I've been Jacob all along. <laughs> oh, man, I try to do a link. I try to say something nice. I stick up for you in the staff room. No, um, that was um, Declan's uh, new song, Jacob. Uh, so sixth song in the run. I really like it. Really like it. Um, I think that's my favourite one of the run so far from you. Thank you. Um I, I don't know how to process compliments, so that will have to do. Um. Thank you, a standard procedure, I think. Um, <laughs> Maybe yeah, not yeah. the awkward uh, <laughs> verbal, verbal shuffling afterwards. No, it's really cool. I was like, I mean, the first thing that hits you when you listen is is those sort of, uh, I don't know if they're diminished or I think there's a minor four in this, but the opening few chords, the like that's really striking. And then you go into this like, really nice verse and then the chorus just has like a real like powerful melody to it um what came first was it like uh sequential or did you write one bit first or how did it start this song was a little bit bits and bobs um uh, i think we mentioned last week on the show that i had the melody for the chorus and ah. if you head to that file that i sent you you shall be able to hear what i originally came up with and i have just lost my so hold on one second <laughs> i know it's not funny i know it's not fair i know you no reason on earth to care but i don't know how i'll treat myself if you're still there I know that you're perfect in every thread. It's gainless winning, that's what I said. But I don't know how I'll treat myself if you're still there. And then I want the first one to be something like Jacob, darling. Anyway, So basically, I made that recording just immediately after I jumped out of uh, the shower one day. I, I was just in the shower and I just had this melody pop into my head. Uh, I was kind of thinking about what the song's about. And this line, this sort of idea for the rhythmic structure came into my head. So I just started like trying to workshop some words, which is why the words are quite similar to what they are in the final thing. Nice. Yeah, I, I can tell even at that point of just like, oh, I've got this idea, I've got out of the shower, turn on the phone. I could already tell it was a strong melody and that the not only the melody was there, but just sort of the sentiment and the kind of general lyrical theme was there. Yeah, and then there's a couple of bits that sort of... I mean, the melody did change, like, a little bit just because of the way I had to put it over the chords, but, like, it's basically the same. Uh, and then I had, like, the idea for the verse section, uh, the chords for that came, and I didn't really do anything with them until, I think, about Thursday or Friday, where I just suddenly uh, started trying to put the pieces together and just in half hour and a half it was done. Oh, wow. Okay. So, like, you kind of had, like, a few pieces just laying around of different ideas, and then you just, like, assembled them, I suppose, is it? Pretty much, yeah. Because hmm. uh, uh, what... Like, I thought, okay, all right, I need a really cool intro that is going to sound weird. Uh, so that's why you get that 
slightly chromatic thing of the da 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 sort of say look pay attention please yeah because that that little like uh single note run thing that chromatic thing that's not what you would naturally assume would fit that slot you know uh no exactly the song's in f and it starts on a b flat uh so it's b flat b c d d sharp e d sharp uh d i may have said d instead of e there but i'm sure piano me would have corrected it <laughs> uh and then that leads you into those first sets of rundown chords which you're talking about which was actually you were quite correct uh it's an f uh an e diminished uh an e flat minor kind of if you assume if you've been tricked into thinking the key is b flat then that's kind of the minor four ah nice uh then the way i was playing the e flat was i was playing six on the a uh eight on the d and seven on the b so i just took the a and the b uh, strings down one semitone left the D as it was which gives you this inversion of uh, B flat over D uh, which then takes you down to F okay uh, and at that point you're into the song proper where you've got like uh, <laughs> uh, it's only really two chords uh, in the verse it's F and G minor but it's they've got suspensions on to make them sound clever because I like to appear clever I was going to say I, what is the suspension on, on the F chord that, that caught my ear well there are actually two so the first one is uh, uh, F I think technically it would be an F9 because it's above the rest of the chord but there's, essentially it's a G on top of the F oh nice okay and then the next one is uh, an F6 moving to a G minor 6. So you oh. get the high one, then you get the... Do, 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 which is kind of weird. Um, <clears throat> I'm just literally going to list out all the chords so you know, I should talk about the song's about. <laughs> to um, be fair, I did ask, what are those three chords? What's that new chord? What's that on the root? <laughs> so it's fair. <laughs> I mean, uh, part of this uh, point of writing this song was to uh, heal my bruised ego <laughs> so uh, by writing as complicated a uh, set of chords as I could so that shows its head in the next bit like that If the chords for that are C7 C sharp diminished 7 D minor B flat major 7 E flat major 7 E diminished major 7 <laughs> so basically you used all the chords <laughs> Every single one of them. And you get a chord, uh, and you get a chord, and you, you get, get a chord. You get a chord. Everyone yeah. <laughs> check under your seats. There's a different chord. <laughs> yeah. In fact, if the listeners would care to uh, check their email inboxes, I've sent them all a chord. No, I haven't. Um, uh, can you imagine if we sent out some chords and then you got C and someone else you knew got like, I don't know, A sharp diminished ninth. Yeah. How disappointed would you be? You you I mean it would hurt, wouldn't it? It would hurt, yeah. Um so then the chorus is quite basic. It's again, it's basic chords that are made to sound clever with uh suspensions. So it's functionally it's a G minor, a C minor, D minor, B flat, and then dependent on which time it goes, it either goes back to a C minor or it goes to an F to finish off the chorus. 
but uh, that vocal melody is hanging on an A, so what I've ended up doing is the G minor is actually a G minor 9, because it's got an A on the top. The C is like a C6. Uh, uh, the D minor is fine, but then the F... The D minor is fine, but then the B flat is actually a B flat major seven, so that's got the A in it as well. Because <laughs> there's only one note I can sing. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of that very John Lennon esque, like the melody does not change, the chords do. Um, that's a really cool trick, though. I, w- I wish I could do that more of that. I don't really tend to do that. Uh, the only reason I do it is because I have a very limited range. Uh, <laughs> well, you kind of uh, go all over vocal range wise in this song, right? You, you say that. Um, and then that chorus ends on a C vocally, so that's why it works with like the C two and the F. The only other bit is the, uh, for lack of a better term, bridge. It's like the second kind of verse, which is just uh, mucking about with what would be A minor, G minor, and F. Nice. Uh, so those are all the chords. Did you like them? Were they were those chords to your satisfaction, sir? Very cool chords. Um, yeah, um, no, that's really cool. I was just thinking, um, because you came up with, um, <coughs> excuse me, because you came up with the chorus melody first of all, you know, um, uh, at the beginning of the week, and you had, um, as we heard in, in your phone demo, like some vague lyrics, some of which actually stayed, um, quite a few of which sounds like actually stayed, or at least morphed into something similar. Did you... Uh, write the lyrics first for the whole of the song, or did the verse lyrics come after after you wrote the music? Uh, no, the with the exception of those chorus things, I wrote the lyrics afterwards, but I knew what I wanted to write about. Uh, so I kind of, as I was scatting, I was uh, like the first line, Jacob, can you hear me? I think I've got something to say. Like, that one stayed, because I thought, wow, that's a strong opening line. And like, mm. little bits stayed across uh the rest of the writing uh but no in terms of actually putting the words together it was done after the music was basically complete okay okay i see but then like at least you had like a good idea of like this is generally what the theme's going to be you know and different motifs perhaps Mm, exactly yeah it's that rare thing where you're not just like uh writing into the wild abyss um that's an episode title uh (laughs) Where like you're writing a song and you have no idea whether it's going to match the mood that you're in when you write the lyrics, um, right? Uh, which kind of like informed the tone and informed a lot of the musical choices for this one. So now I suppose I've spent enough time waffling about the music. I should probably explain what the words are about. Yeah. Uh, basically, I was having a bit of a binge on the NPR Tiny Desk sessions uh, a while ago. Uh, by a while ago, I mean the middle of last week. And I was sort of just seeing all these amazing artists. And then I stumbled across one video from a guy called uh, Jacob Collier. I'm Uh, familiar. Are you familiar? Yeah. Ah, he's a very good artist. I am insanely jealous of him. But I was watching his Tiny Desk section and I was sort of blown away. And the first time this has ever happened to me, uh, I actually had to turn the video off and stop watching it. Because I was so insanely jealous oh, man. of like how good he was, uh, I was just kind of like, how 
dare you be that talented and seem like a nice person and be younger than me and ah. still have his hair. <laughs> oh, man, uh, I know the feeling. I know the feeling. And I sort of, I think I said to you on the phone at some point last week that, I, you know, it's the first time I've had this reaction. I, It's thrown me for a loop. And it did. I was sort of in a bit of a funk for a couple of days. Uh, then I realised it's not the only time I've had that reaction it's just the first time I've had that reaction to anything recorded uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone who has played live at a situation where there are other musicians around has had at least one experience where they've seen someone else play and they just seem impossibly talented yes. and impossibly advanced and they seem like lovely people and they seem to be, you know, uh, they seem to be there with all your mates while you're there alone. And, you know, they, they seem not to realise how good they are. It's, <laughs> it's that sort of thing that makes you want to kill them because they're such ideal people. Why can't I be one of those? <laughs> but yeah, I'm not normally kind of a jealous guy. I don't really have that reaction. So it's kind of an interesting thing to try and write about. But the thing is, because I was aware that what I was having was an irrational reaction, I was trying to sort of highlight that in the lyrics. Uh, so that's why you have like lines like, in your splendor, I'm afraid, and like, in your gentle manner, you effortlessly, effortlessly steal the parade and you're throwing like uh, holes in everything that I do. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, which ended up... Uh, being why the chorus line changes in the last line, because uh, I was worried that it wasn't coming across that um, I was the bad guy in the song. So that's why uh, I changed that line, the last line, to uh, my glass blown ego uh, wasn't prepared or whatever it was, uh, whatever the line was. Because mm. I just thought, right, I need to make it clear to people that I'm the bad guy. <laughs> this isn't a song about. You know, Jacob Collier. It's about my reaction <laughs> to Jacob Collier, and yeah, like, like it's kind of like treating that person as, uh, like as a, a standing for like every single time that has happened. Like Frank Turner talks about this in one of his live shows. Like he's got a, uh, he wrote a song about someone called Amy, but then that person, narratively speaking, came to embody different things, not necessarily things that. Uh, the person who isn't called Amy but is called Amy in the song uh, actually was or did right right so they're like a, a stat like, this one person is like a case study of everything so that's why I've got that line like with every Jacob I meet to try and make it clear like it's not just this one guy it's every single time I have this reaction I think it's weird I think that's such a good lyric every Jacob I meet because it's like um, I can't think of any other examples but there's some lyrics in songs where just that one lyric changes the whole thing where like up until that point where you hear that you think oh who's Jacob da, 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 you know that you're kind of like imagining and then you hear that and you go ah oh, this is to do with you Declan like this is yeah. this is from your perspective about how you feel about the world rather than the name of the person who the song's about because I'd be interested to hear what you thought uh I, well we kind of talked a little bit about this last week so I don't know if you already put two and two together um but uh it it's in, it'd be interesting to hear what someone thinks of it who's got none of that story whether they think it's like about a mate of mine or whether it's like you know someone I'm in love with or like whether it's uh, I don't know 
Jacob has now taken over the the evil empire and is now building the Death Star to shoot down upon my house or something like. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, from my perspective, when I when I first heard it, and I often have this with your songs, where I I go, I kind of get a feel of like what you're getting at, like what you're feeling, because well, because we're mates, and I kind of I I just kind of know what makes you tick to an extent, you know, not perfectly. But when I first heard it, I what thought, what makes me tick is the gears inside my clockwork heart. <laughs> Can you hear them? Tick tock, tick tock. You the coffee's pat- really kicking in. <laughs> it really has, isn't it? Um, yeah. But yeah, I just, I just when I first heard it, I thought it was like a, um, like a love song, but like an unrequited love song, um, or something like that. Because, um, because there's not really any mention of, um, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I couldn't hear any mention of like um, jealousy of someone's proficiency or like, like directly spoken about or like someone's musicianship or someone's artistry. It was more like. It felt more to me like a song about you feeling lesser than compared to somebody else, and mm. I get that is what it is. But for me, that could have been um, uh, relationally, you know, professionally, whatever, you know. So that's my two cents. So the polite way of saying it is, it's a very open song. Uh, yeah, I don't think it actually does mention jealousy until the end of the bridge bit, mm. which is. Odd time for that to be cropping up. I think possibly it's a lyrically weak song because it doesn't resolve anything. Like, the best I can manage in that song is to say, yep, I'm the problem. Well, cool. do you want to take the next step? No, I'm happy. But I've the, identified the problem. That's that's a really interesting point, I think, because that, I mean, I, I don't like to go back to like my song because we're talking about yours, but with mine, I'm, that's a perfect example like of um, there's no resolve to it. It's just like, I like being by myself and this is the predicament I'm in. Um, mm. and like another song in the future will probably go, oh, this is how I'm going to fix it. But they don't necessarily have to, there doesn't have to be like a story arc to songs. They're not movies, you know. Mm. It's it's kind of, it would be difficult to sort of promote it as any sort of single, really, not that I'm in a position to do that anyway. Like, you know, it's such a literally pie in the sky fantasy now. But uh, I think as it stands it could work as like an introduction like a state of this is where i am now have other songs that sort of deal with it and then by the end of you know an album or an ep or i don't know a painting on a wall whatever format this song would be presented in uh have other songs that sort of say okay right I've actually gotten over my little man-child moment. Uh... <laughs> right. But then that's the, that's the cool thing is like with with songs is um, these aren't necessarily things you'd say to everyone you, you know, you know, songs are pretty vulnerable sometimes. And I think to just own that thing of like, oh, I'm insecure sometimes, I'm a jealous person sometimes, all this sort of thing, um, not only is good for you, but actually I think other people might hear it and go, I can relate to that, because I can. You know, I, I hear this song and I hear you talking about um, that feeling of seeing somebody who's like just, you know, so good and how could I ever compare and that sort of thing. And I completely get that feeling. Um, so it's like what's personal is universal, as they say. Hmm. I hope you're enjoying the weekly therapy session. It's uh, it's going quite good. We're getting our issues out on the table here today. We really are. Um, I'm always careful not to do that too much on the podcast, but as you often say, it's a it's the place to do it, isn't it? To talk about lyrics yeah. and that sort of thing. I mean, 
yeah to talk about like uh the deep secret meaning and how our lives have been affected and shaped by the works that we create <laughs> yeah um but it's i you were saying like oh is it is it a good lyric because it doesn't resolve i think it's a fantastic set of lyrics um it's it's kind of got like enough spe- specificity to it that's a difficult word to say to um to kind of where you go okay i think i know what he's on about even if you don't even if somebody listening doesn't know you personally but there's also enough openness where you can apply it to like oh okay I- i'm in this relationship with somebody and i can relate to that in a different way as well so i think they work great hmm. thank you you're very sweet um <laughs> So I think that's about all I can say for this song this week, uh, unless there's anything else that particularly springs to mind. Uh, well, only the question of if you were to produce it, what direction do you think you go in? It's an interesting one, actually, because uh, I sort of designed a uh, verse section to go uh, kind of all on one guitar, so it's ended up being something like... <laughs> so, like, you've got those slides and it's like this continuous thing... But as I was um, putting the rough demo together here, it's kind of having fun, like having the bass just do the... And having just the guitars do the... And uh, sort of separating everything out. So, oddly enough, like uh, it could be fun to produce it in a kind of similar vein to something like um, uh, Paramore After Laughter. Right. Like in that kind of like sort of pop rock with like clean but distorted choppy guitars and kind of thing yes yes i know exactly the type of genre you mean actually mm. um and that that's your classic thing i like that when you do that when you take a guitar riff and you like separate it out you go okay the high bits can be played by that acoustic guitar the middle of the riff can be played by the electric and the bass can do its thing where it's playing the root notes and well not the root notes it's... but like the, that bit of the riff is a cool thing to do it's kind of like expanding out a quadratic equation so like, right. Uh, instead of having all the information contained inside, you just expand it out to see what's there, and then you think, "Well, okay, you know, this bit goes to that, this bit applies to that, and this bit applies to that." It's probably the only time anyone's ever uh, equated songwriting to solving uh, math problems, but you know, you heard it here first here we on are. the weekly song podcast, folks. You you heard it here first. Do your maths homework. Do and your then maths. You'll be a genius. It'll make you better at songwriting. How many times do I have to tell you? <laughs> Just make sure you can count up to at least eight. That'll serve you nicely. Nine and ten are kind of useless. You don't need those. <laughs> yeah, they're for, they're for jazz only. <laughs> yeah. They're feeling really bold. Um, no, no, I can definitely see it being produced in that sort of like Paramore-ish sort of way, but um, definitely produce it up. It's, um, like I said, it's probably my favourite of your, your run so far this week, but we have uh, one more before I can truly say that. So that's it for this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you've got any thoughts about anything that's been in the episode, if you are perhaps an American who has been offended earlier and would like to write to us about how we're terrible people, or more hostily, if you've like got a song that you've written in a week that you maybe want to share with everybody, uh, why not write to us at weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, basically where all the good podcasts live. Wherever the good ones live, we're there. Don't tell the others we sneaked in, like, uh, under cover of darkness. Uh, you can also follow us on uh, YouTube and Instagram, uh, which have varying levels of content because I'm a lazy, very 
very lazy person. I can't even put my sentences in the right order. That's how lazy I am. Uh, Roger, where can they find you and your music in the digital sphere? Uh, the old digital sphere, eh? Um, so I, I always answer this question differently. I'm going to answer with two things. So um, Bandcamp rogerheathers.bandcamp.com um, all my albums though, that's probably a good um, one stop shop um, as well as Instagram um, I'm using Instagram the most out of any of the social things at the moment and I'm posting loads of stuff of like um, recording footage and actually like um, bits of songwriting uh, whatnots and that sort of thing so uh, that's a good uh, port of call as well that's at Roger Heathers um, and how about you Declan where can people find your music you can uh, find my music on uh, declankitchener.bandcamp.com. Currently, my music consists of one EP. Uh, something may be joining it soon. Who knows? Who knows? Something very good, I will say, and that's all I'll say. Uh, you're very sweet. Um, <laughs> you can also find um, my music on YouTube, search for Declan Kitchener Music, and on Facebook, where I basically post every uh, once in a blue moon. Uh, just to remind people that I'm not dead. I am, in fact, still alive. Uh, by the way, here's a cover. Um, uh, one thing we should mention with Bandcamp is that it will soon be Bandcamp Friday, I believe. That is on... Uh, April eight, 2nd. April 2nd. Good thing it wasn't April 1st this year. Um, uh, where all of the revenue that uh, Bandcamp would normally take from a sale goes to the artist. So uh, if you are thinking of maybe purchasing things, might want to wait until April the 2nd, uh, just because you will have been paid, presumably, and then, you know, uh, all the money goes to the artist and that's all fine. Uh, I will say as well, uh, Roger's Bandcamp does have a lot of albums available for free, so there is no excuse not to try anything. Uh, and there is some great stuff on there. And of course, uh, your EP, Captive Audience, is on uh, your Bandcamp as well. Yes, which is not free, sadly. <laughs> it's not, but it's worth it. Um, but yeah, Bandcamp Friday is such a brilliant thing. Um, you know, in this world of Spotify and Amazon and people being paid 0. 0.0001 penny per play, um, things like Bandcamp Friday are really a beacon of hope. And it's not for us to just like promote our stuff. It's just to say, are there indie bands out there that you like and enjoy and want to get like a... They do merch on Bandcamp, vinyl, all sorts of things, as well as digital downloads. So just like supporting a musician that you follow and admire, I think is a really cool thing to do. Hmm, Exactly. That's the thing. Like it applies across all of Bandcamp. So like anyone you see on there that you like, uh, that you maybe want to pick up an album or two from, you will be supporting them that much more by doing it on Bandcamp Friday. Uh, but I think that's about it for this week. I think that's about all of it that is for this week as well. Fantastic. I'm glad we're in correlation. Otherwise, one of us would have had to have struggled on with the episode not knowing what to talk about. <laughs> um, we shall see you next week for... Is it the seventh one next week? It's the seventh one. So the final week of, like, the run of writing. And then we'll have an eighth episode where we do a roundup. But, yeah, next week is the last designated songwriting week. Man, this is flown by. I feel like I'm only just getting into my stride. Yeah, me too, honestly, actually. Um, but, yeah. Right. But yeah, we'll see you next week for the last of the regular episodes. So, uh, yeah, ta-ra. Ta-ra. Um, oh, man, I just had a um, really tart blueberry. Um... 
which isn't a good thing. I was saying to you before, you never know what you're going to get with blueberries. They're not like regular (laughs) sweets. Life is like a bowl of blueberries. (laughs) Life is like a bowl of blueberries. Every day is like a different blueberry. Sometimes you get a nice sweet one. Sometimes you get one of those ones that's just like stale water and a blue skin. I digress. (laughs) Anyway, as as we're just... I've got to be careful because this is your edit and you'll keep stuff that I say like that. Yeah, and put it all at the end. (laughs) Let me phrase that a little differently. I didn't really give you much time if you wanted to put chords in there. I mean, you don't have to, but if you wanted to. Oh, no, it's part of the challenge. (laughs) For D to... Okay, um... So it goes to a D to an E to an A sharp diminished to an F flat to then a minor four and then it goes to a... (laughs) (laughs) It does a whole tone diminished run and then it ends. And then it plays every note on the keyboard at once. Boom. <laughs> um, what would that be called if you played every note in a chromatic scale at once? What would that it, chord be called? It would be called a mess. True. <laughs> so, uh, I don't have this reaction much. I'm not normally a jealous kind of person, but I just no, you're not. Play. Yes, I am. I, <laughs> I couldn't think of a good punchline. I'll cut that out. <laughs> No, I just think you're generally really level-headed and just a good guy, you know. Oh, thank you. I've never seen you sort of blow up and go, oh, my God, that that, that asshole or anything. You've never done that the whole time I've known you, which is something I really like about you. Oh, my God, you are so... I can't believe you said that about me. How there dare you? There we go. It's only taken <laughs> ten years. But, yeah, I think that's about all I have to say for that one. Other uh, than uh, Jacob Collier, if you ever step to me, you're fucking dead, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that on air. I can't say that on air. Oh, mate, that's, that's, the, that's the title. I'd love to meet him. <laughs> I've never heard you. So it could be fucking dead, mate. I think we're going to have to cut that little bit. <laughs> what, the bit where you said you'd kill Jacob Collier as soon as looking yeah. at him? <laughs> yeah. I think we can't put that on air. <laughs> I think we should oh. open and close the show with it and sample Shut it. Up. Oh, it's my instead of the. It's just I'll fucking kill you, mate. <laughs> Get on the stand, you stupid piece of wood. There we go. There you go. I hate to think what my housemates think of me. <laughs> Randomly shout at inanimate objects. Why aren't you better? <laughs> giving giving them lashings and stuff. <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, you can find my music at DeclanKitchener.com. No, you can't. <laughs> I bought a website this week. <laughs> You're on the domain game. <laughs> that sounded much smarter in my head. The dom- Welcome to the domain game. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Tonight in the... T- sorry. Oh, don't be sorry, that was hilarious.